Emeralds gathered in their masses It's like a witch who said black masses Evil minds that plant destruction What up? It's me, it's me, it's that M-A-double-T, and uh, it's Husky right next to me. What's up, man? What's going on, man? It's been uh, been a minute since you've been on one of the huge pop wrestling podcasts. Show. Yeah, it has. I had a good time with the last one, for sure. So, um, yeah, this one's going to be really, like, probably the most laid back one that you're ever going to be on, because it's just talking shit. It's there's it. no there's no hidden agenda until we get to the later sections of the uh <laughs> later sections of the of the show. Um right on. So um right out of the gate, let's uh talk a little bit about uh we got D's here, Cody's in the house. What's up, everybody? Yeah, what's up, D? Uh, yeah, I had to make that video this morning. Uh, <laughs> I, I I may or may not have done a stitch story on that. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out after this. And it's it, it's 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 mainly promoting this. Okay, uh, but I, but... I brought I brought the yo back for one one day only. <laughs> one one day only. It's a one time thing. Sorry, guys. Yeah, few and far between. Back. It's like it's like uh, when uh, Jushin Liger does the Kishin Liger thing. Now it's <laughs> it's a it's a few and far between situation. I mean, on special occasions. Um. Right. So we'll just jump into the stuff that we always cover with the first for the first episode because mm-hmm. you will be back for another episode when we yeah. dive into. Um, because the, the part two of everyone's uh series will be you pick a uh wrestler and we dive into their like what your favorite moments oh. are and that kind of stuff. So oh. that'll be later this summer when we after yeah. we cycle through everybody, yeah. Um, interesting, okay. And then, so let's uh, when did you become a wrestling fan? That's the um i've actually i've actually mentioned this before on um on the very first wrecking crew podcast i wish i still had access to that episode but um my first memory as a human being involves pro wrestling really yeah i was four it was a i was watching wcw it was a promo for uh, the pay-per-view Wrestle War 91. Yeah, we'll be coming back soon, D. Uh, I'm I'm working that out in my brain as to when uh, the Wrecking Crew will make an appearance again. Um, but the the trailer was for Wrestle War 91 pay-per-view, and these were the key takeaways. It starts out with Michael P.S. Hayes. Looking like Ronnie Van Zant from Leonard Skinner, like long, long hair, cowboy hat, American flag jacket with fringe on it. He he looked ridiculous as he is wont to do. And then it cuts to like dudes building a cage. And then it cuts to, to Sid Vicious, who as a four year old is terrifying. 
<laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Like I ran and hid behind the fucking couch. Like I remember this vividly. Good afternoon. Um, but yeah, and then like my, I remember my dad sitting there on the couch. I run behind it. And my dad goes, "He's gone," and I pop my head back <laughs> up, and Sting is on the screen. And I just remember being like, "Who is this? Like, who is this? I need to see more of this." And that's when I immediately became a Sting fan. Okay, was seeing that. So yeah, my first core memory as a person was being scared to death by Sid Vicious in a pay-per-view uh, teaser promo. Yeah, exactly. for mop tops thing oh yeah yeah this is this was 91 so yeah this is like peak surfer flat top dyed blonde rat tail day okay. like the 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 classic wcw thing okay see now i mentioned this to uh derek yesterday me being a Michigan kid, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't given access to to. My dog's going nuts. Um, I wasn't given access to WCW, um, AWA, NWA. I wasn't given access to like out southern stuff. That's that's so that's so odd because I mean I I grew up in Indianapolis so like I'm not I wasn't terribly far away from Michigan it was about three hours south but, yeah we we got WCW stuff like WCW did like house shows here like my first ever wrestling show was a WCW house show uh, for the uh, Great American Bash Loop yeah I never never watched anything wcw until they hit the main like the main tvs like the like before they hit um we'll get to that in a little bit cobra we will get to that here in a little bit so i mean you kind of answered my next question uh who's your so sting was your favorite guy who was, mm -hmm. who was the who was the next guy like who was your next next in line Next in line, honestly, my it, it's kind of a dead giveaway was Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Yeah. Like I I remember seeing Dusty. Like I remember the po I remember polka dot dusty. Okay. Like that was my first time seeing Dusty as a kid. And I I fell in love with that because I'm like, this guy's ridiculous. I don't understand what he's saying half the time. But I'm here for it, right? Like I, I was like, whatever he's talking about, I don't get it. Let me tell and you like, something, baby. Yeah, let me tell you, baby. But then, like, I remember seeing, like, growing up and seeing like more videos, and I remember, I think I was, I think I was about nine. Um, you remember when ESPN Classic used to play like all the old, like. NWA and AWA yeah. stuff. Well, they played the episode of NWA TV with the Hard Times promo. Okay. And I saw that and was like, holy shit. 
Like I'm in like right there. I'm in. So I had to go and like hunt down in every video store that I could like any like seventies, eighties rest, like NWA stuff that had dusty roads on it. Cause I wanted to see him work and going back and seeing like the old, like Texas death matches and stuff where he would just get like, like flare bloody. Oh yeah. He, he, like, as a kid, I was like, and this is when I'm watching ECW at the time too. This is like 96. So I'm like watching, I'm watching ECW and seeing all the wild shit that they're doing, but I'm going back and watching these old, old dusty, like bull rope matches and shit and just being like, what the fuck? Like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, as much, he was, he was doing the Dean Am or the John Moxley shit before Moxley was doing it. Oh yeah. You know, like, and I think he draws a lot of, I think if, the the people nowadays they need to go they need to start watching that shit again. Oh yeah, I agree. You know, like, um, they need to start watching and like kind of go back to what wrestling should have been or what wrestling should be. Yeah, I I agree. Like John Moxley for a prime example. Like people are like, oh, the clothesline gimmick where he like falls through the ropes and then comes back, like. A lot of people don't know where that came from. That's a that's a Nigel McGinnis staple. That lariat. Like a lot of people don't like kids these days don't really know much about like a Nigel McGinnis. Yeah. And if if you have the spare 10 bucks, get Honor Club and rewatch a lot of Nigel's stuff, especially the stuff with Brian Danielson. Yeah, they tore the house down. Those dudes beat the hell out of each other. So, next up, uh, who's your current favorite guy? Like, who's the guy you're like, this guy? This is the guy. You're, I you're starting sh- your you're starting your own promotion, and this is your this is your guy. I get a lot of shit for it, but it's Eddie Kingston. I mean, you're Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston to me is this generation's Dusty Rhodes because okay. he can talk a motherfucker into a building. Yeah, he can. I mean, uh, on one of my on one of the last like instrumental records I put out, the the album the album title is actually I found out after I put it out that it's the name of Eddie's theme song. I didn't even realize it until somebody shared it on Instagram like a week after I put my record out. And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's hilarious is on that song, on the song Cold World, I actually sample an Eddie Kingston promo at the very nice. end of it. Nice. It's from, a, it's from a promo in Chikara that he did. He was wrestling uh, Lince Dorado, actually. And Someone like, needs to send that to him. I I I kind of want to, but then again, I'm like, I don't want to be him to be like that shit's whack. <laughs> I don't want him to do that. But the um the promo ends with, in my opinion, one of the toughest things he's ever said in a promo. It says he's talk he's talking about like how badly he's gonna like fuck Wednesday Dorado up, 
in front of his family and shit. And then he just goes, you can call me sick, but the world is cold. Bundle up. And just walks off camera. And I'm like, that's the toughest shit I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> I immediately went to YouTube to MP3, got the whole promo, and just chopped that end off and threw it right at the beginning of the track. And I was like, this is fucking perfect. It's so good. That is badass. Um, so we're going to shift gears a little bit. Um, okay. We'll get back to the wrestling stuff in a, in a few minutes. Um, so... Like I say to everybody, I I met you. I've met all of the guests that's going to be here outside of my brother, on during his episode. I met you all through TikTok. Yeah. Now I'm not saying wrestle talk. I'm saying TikTok with this question. What drove you and be? Why did you decide to make a TikTok account and join the tick join TikTok? I I actually downloaded the app originally because the former president was talking about banning it. So I was like, well, if he does, <laughs> let me see what this fucking thing's about. So I downloaded it and I was just messing around on it. I was like, yeah, there's there's some cool stuff on there. I I mainly follow a lot of food shit. Go figure. So <laughs> I just I just started like follow, following that and following that and following that. And then I think it was either Wheezy or McGruber that I saw first. And I was like, holy shit, there's a wrestling side to this. Well, let me fucking fall down this rabbit hole real quick. And I I had put like some videos up, but it, they weren't like they weren't wrestle talk related at all. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really getting any traction on this. So I made a wrestling video and all of a sudden it started kind of picking up a tiny bit of steam. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me see what this is about. And then I just kept going, going, going. And like, I met you, I met Dad Hat, uh, Wrecked by Wrestling. I met a bunch of awesome people through it. And then that spawned into doing podcasting with it and stuff. And it just kind of exploded really quickly. It's kind of wild, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I and that thank you video. I, I, it's been, it'll be a year, it'll be a year next month mm. that I made my first wrestling video. Yeah, me personally, I started off by like like you. I was mm. watching funny videos, food related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Gary the chef, Gary the barbecue chef, I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Gary, yeah. yeah. Gary's awesome. Oh my god. Like him and him most of my favorite videos that I have are his and uh Nunley. Oh yeah. Yeah. This stuff's good. I mean, that makes most of my uh videos up and Yeah, so that to me, like it was Heel Kevin's the one that like kind of like I, I talked about this last night uh with mm-hmm. Derek. Heel Kevin's the one that basically grabbed me by my ear and be like, All right, listen, you're creative. I like you and your kid, go make videos. Yeah. He's all like, I don't he's like if if you're worried about someone liking your liking your videos, got two words for him. Fuck you. 
Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Fair enough. So, I mean, he's the one that kind of drove me. And then, and then I wasn't, and, and it wasn't until I came across you, Dad Hat, and Wrecked mm. that I actually felt at home. Yeah. And felt like I had a, had a, had a group that I could be myself around. And then yeah. that just, that just, like you said, it exploded into something a lot bigger than what we had anticipated. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was just pushing to try to get 1K mm-hmm. and push the podcast. That's like my main focus. And then I be, that just became a, a crazy dysfunctional family of sorts. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Um, the Island of Misfit Toys, as you like to call it. Yeah. I mean, we really are. If you, if you look at us, because we come from fucking like all walks of life. Yeah. We basically, we basically kind of are the Island of Misfit Toys. We are not on the Island of Relevancy because, uh, I've, I've never been relevant. So I don't know what that Island is like. Yeah. I don't think any of us have been. I mean, <laughs> touche. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Maybe, maybe Kevin, but yeah, maybe Kevin, maybe. Um, so, oh, so what was it about, say, Wheezy and McGruber stuff that you saw and be like, I can do that? Like, I didn't want to make content at first. Like, I was like, eh, I don't know. I, I I think I consider myself more of a viewer. And then like I just kept commenting on people's stuff. And then finally, just one day I was like, you know what? Let me throw something out here. You know, I was like, let me throw something out here and just see what's up. And I got more traction than what I had been getting with any of my other stuff. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me lean into this and see see what happens with it. And like I know I haven't really done a ton on there in the past couple months, but like I I got over a thousand people following me and I'm like me? Like nothing I'm doing is special. Like what why why are people following me? I just I don't get it. I think for I know there is some of the, some of the people because I kind of picked up the ball when you and ran a little bit with it when you when you did step away yeah with the whole the positive stuff like you yeah. the whole and that kind of segues into what I want to ask how'd you come up with the whole yo like how how'd you come up with that wasn't planned at all. I never, I never like thought it out. I just did it one day. I was leaving the gym and I was just like, let me do something goofy for an intro. (laughs) That's literally what it was. That was all of the planning for that. And I did the, yeah, one time. And I forget who it was. I, I forget who it was, but somebody was like, somebody was like, yo, stick to that. Like, that's something that'll keep people coming back is to see that intro. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. So I kept that. And then the ending taglines, 
that again, never planned out. It just came out of my mouth one day. And shout out to uh, shout out to Hambone because Hambone's the one that told me to, to keep those. He was like, he was like, only you can have three catchphrases at the end, and <laughs> and people not say anything about it. I'm like, I, I guess. I mean, facts. So I kept it. I think my favorite one, and uh, Andrew still says it. Uh, be good or be good at it. Like he says, he does that all the time. Be good or be good at it. Yeah, um, that one. I don't know where I came up, where I got that one. He he goes, Dad. I just can't say. Um, don't let the world tell you, Dick. At school, don't let the world tell you, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't say that at school. I'm like, I understand that. That one, that one, I stole. That one, that one, I stole from uh, comedian Joey Diaz. He, um, it was actually from his Hot Ones episode, because okay. um, he got to the tenth wing and he was like. And he was like, um, give advice to give some advice to somebody that's like trying to make it as a comedian. And he's sitting there, he's pouring fucking sweat, big Cuban dude, pouring sweat. And he just, just looks at the camera and goes, bro, don't let the world tell you dick. And like, <laughs> for some reason that hit me. And I was like, I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm taking that. I don't know what happened with my screen there, but. So what, uh, so how it was obviously really organic between like the three of you guys with, um, um, yeah. with you wrecked and dad had it was really yeah. organic. Yeah. Like, like who's the one that started the whole like idea of throwing around the podcast idea? I was actually pitched at the the podcast thing by a former associate. Okay. Um, I just like like creating TikToks. I never wanted to host a show. I I was like, all I wanted to do was like be like a random guest. Cause I think I'm better at that, to be honest. And, um, they, they had mentioned about wanting to start doing podcasting stuff. And I, I just messaged them was like, Hey, if you ever need a guest, let me know. And they were like, no, I want you to have your own show. And so I was like, uh, okay. And then I was like, well, all right, I, I, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I sat there for a second and was like, all right, who do I want to be on, to be on this thing? Because I don't want to, I don't want to do a podcast by myself. Like, and so I was like, okay. So I immediately messaged both dad hat and wrecked was like, Hey, I just got this offer thrown at me y'all down and they were both like yep let's go and um came up with the idea and i was like okay everybody's gonna be talking about 
mainly like what's going on in like WWE and AEW and stuff like the, the major stuff. I was like, what's going to make us stand out? And it was Rex's idea to be like, all right, let's do a podcast on hardcore and deathmatch wrestling. And I was like, I know enough. I know my fair share of it. That was Rex's thing. Like he loved that shit. So it was like, it was like a perfect gradient between the three of us. It was like the dude who's super deep into it. The one that knows enough to get by and dad hat. Who's like, I'm the newbie here. So y'all are going to be teaching me a lot. (laughs) And we're like fucking done and done. And then we had our first show and the first show was just me and Rick. Dad hat couldn't make it because he was doing a, he was doing a stage performance that night. So he couldn't do that, but he came on for the second one, which sadly is the only episode with all three of us because Rekt had to leave the show. And sadly, we have not heard from him since. Yeah, he it's um, that's all that whole situation. uh, I I still get messages. Hey, have you heard from him? Like, hey, man, like, why are you messaging me? Like, I was friends with him. Yeah, but I mean, am I? You know, like if if anyone's gonna hear anything first, it's gonna be Husky. It's gonna it's it's gonna be me and me or that hat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm probably gonna be number three on that list. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely be high up on that list for sure. Um, But then, but then, like we we try we the second guest the first actual guest that we had actually became a regular for a few episodes uh, shout out to Zach Monstar from Real Pro Wrestling um i need to reach out to him actually and see if he wants to Zach's a, Zach's a good dude man he's a really good guy um definitely reach out to him cuz he actually just made his return to the ring okay um, he he took a leave of absence for a bit but he just showed back up at their at Real Pro's like relaunch so definitely reach out to him shout out to everybody at real pro like y'all are fucking awesome i need to actually another guy that i need to reach out to real well re-reach out i was supposed to plan something uh with brian malonis as well um yes shout out to the kingpin love you buddy um i need to we have i we haven't made our we haven't started advertising for it, but Saturday, uh, I think I already told you about it, but uh, Jackson Riker will be on our show. Yeah. Um, former TNA, former WWE guy. Um, he's he's actually, from what I understand, in the uh, in the ministry kind of stuff, like mm. like youth minute, like like a pastor of some sort. I I don't yeah. know the whole whole deal, but I mean. As long as we stay on our yeah as long as, as long as you keep it strictly wrestling you'll be all right yeah i think we'll be all right um so let's uh i mean we people who know you through wrestle talk should know that you're a music guy are yeah. you working on are you working on any special projects are you working on um i actually uh, just recently, I finished a like an 80s synthwave record. 
Like, okay. ba- like I just put out uh, the first song from it. Uh, it's called Highway Moon. Um, it's on uh, all the streaming services by now. Um, yeah, I got bored one day and was like, I want to make a soundtrack to an 80s movie that was never made. <laughs> and put together these six songs. It was super fun to put up, put together. Um, it's a vast departure from the other electronic stuff I do. Cause the other electronic stuff I do is like really sad. Okay. Like I'm into making really sad music. Like it's the complete polar opposite of my character in TikTok. <laughs> is I'm a, I'm a very sad, sad man <laughs> from time to time. Um, but yeah, like, um, Music has been the main thing for me, like even long, even longer than wrestling, because I fell out of it for a good while, like from the invasion up until about 2014. Basically, AJ Styles joining the Bullet Club is what got me back into wrestling. Okay. So like from like from the invasion, like the end of the invasion angle to the like that era bullet club. Like I was not in wrestling at all. And I was balls deep in music, like in like in multiple bands, playing shows, going to shows. Like it basically completely took over my life and I, it hasn't let me go. Even though I'm not out playing anywhere, it's, it still hasn't let me go. As you can see, I have gear behind me. Well, there we go. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I've got like a heavier music project thing that I've been like sitting on for a while, uh, mainly because we can't find a drummer anywhere in Savannah because oh. they're either they're either unreliable or in six bands. So it's it's a thing. But uh, I'm working on some stuff with some people. Um, I. I'm working on some sound, uh, some soundtrack stuff for uh, World Championship Wreckage. Okay. Uh, for their YouTube channel, I've got a song for them. Uh, one of the songs in the heavier project is actually the background music for uh, friend of the channel XLJ the OG uh, okay. for his show back in the day. Uh, B roll has one that I'm going to be doing one for him too. Um. Yeah, that's kind of what my my focus outside of all of like the wrestling stuff has kind of been is like putting together my own stuff, stuff for other people. Uh, I am for hire. So if uh, if you got a show that wants anything, let me know and I can rifle through some files and see if I've got something for you or I can make it. Nice. I think. I mean, Scott. Scott was supposed to reach out to you because he's he handles all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'll have to, I I'll have to check. I think he might. He, I think he might have. I'll have to. I'll have to look into that for sure. So here's the most important question of the day. Oh boy, it's probably the most hardest hitting question you're gonna see today. Uh, let me stretch first. <laughs> <laughs> let um, me get limbered up real quick before you hit me with the hard questions. Um, do you acknowledge David Arquette as the greatest WCW champion of all time? See, you almost got me. <laughs> you almost got me with that. I was about to be like, what the fuck? No, no. Um, 
Yes, David Arquette is the greatest WCW champion of all time. Sting, I am sorry, but David Arquette is the greatest champion in WCW history. <laughs> I can't even I can't even fucking say it with a straight face. Now it's for for me it started off um it it's for me it started off as a rib. It really did. It started yeah. off as a complete rib. I was like, all right, that shit's funny. I know why I know why you say it, because it's fucking funny. Um, he had no business touching that title. And you know, it is what it is. And then I did and, and but I did some like digging. And did you realize that he um he didn't for all the wrestling spots he did, he donated that chunk of change. To the Owen Hart Foundation. Really? I never knew that. Yeah, he took all of his earnings from WCW and donated it to the Hart family. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, dude. See, um, that just that just gives me even more respect for David Arquette. Yeah. Like that's fucking that's amazing. Did you you watched his uh documentary, right? The you can't kill David Arquette, yeah, or whatever, yeah. When Courtney Cox is like, "You're not a professional wrestler." <laughs> <laughs> little, little known, years later, he he nearly dies in a wrestling match. Well, and then what? Uh, what Nick Gage says about it? He's like, "I fucking damn near killed." <laughs> I almost fucking killed David Arquette. <laughs> Oh man, that motherfucker's yeah. out of his mind, dude. Yeah, you you watched his dark side, right? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Crazy. Like, have you I mean, seen him recently? Yeah, he's he's fucking huge. <laughs> like, him and Jordan Oliver started hitting the gym, and they got fucking jacked, dude. It's crazy. Well, look at what I mean. Look at Enzo Amore. Like, he used to be the small little fuck. Now he's just. He bought that boxing gym, and all he does now is train. Fuck, it's crazy. Um, I want abs like that. It's gonna take <laughs> it's gonna take me twenty years to get them, but goddamn it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I uh oh, and uh, Cody uh, Burnett does want have a question. How do I reach you to get a hold of you for that for making music? Um, I will, I will get at you when I'm done here. I'll get at you when I'm done here. We'll we'll talk. Um. So here's where I I started a new segment last night with Derek, and it is I'm gonna uh, say three three moves in wrestling. Okay, and you tell me who did them the best. Oh, okay. Like Number that. one. Spinebuster. Arn Anderson. Thank you. Easy. Number two. Oh, hold on. It was the spear. The spear. Rhino. Okay, two for two. Now this this is the this is one is the reason why I ask because there, there is a TikTok creator whom is really cool to talk to. Her name's Mia. 
She mm-hmm. has a completely outside of the box answer for this. Okay. The best choke slam of all time. Ooh. Ooh. Shit. Taker. Okay. Now, her answer, again, completely outside the box here, is Hurricane Shane Helms. Oh, yeah. And it took me to have to go and watch it to completely see, like, what she was saying. Yeah. Like, he had to practically jump when he delivered that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His was more probably the most athletic by far. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. So. I, I agree with that. Um. But yeah, I I mean, there's so many good choke slams yet. Mm-hmm. Big show. Yeah, Take big show. Big shows is good because like especially the especially the old WCW one where he would like he would kind of jump and go down to one knee to like add more like velocity to it. That's that was a good one. Then uh someone in the chat last night um asked this question. Superman punch versus orange punch. Who wins? Orange punch, baby. <laughs> I don't have any sunglasses here. I can't do the full gimmick. So, um, next on our list is uh, the game that we... I started off at 10. I, lo- I always lose track, and we typically go a little bit longer for than 10 people. Um. But we're going to do like Inside the Ropes does with their people. First thing that comes to your head when I name a wrestler. Name a wrestler. Oh, okay. All right. It doesn't need necessarily have to be one word, but the first thing right. that pops in your head. Okay. Um, We're going to start. Uh, we'll go old school. Start with. Uh, Rick Flair. Arguably the greatest of all time. Okay. Uh, stay in the old school. Uh, we'll go a tag team. Uh, demolition. Hmm. Absolute classic tag team. They held those belts for that long for a reason. Um, stay in the 90s, 80s ish. Um, Sean Waltman, highly underrated for his in ring work. Um, I think he should have had more mid card title opportunities, like. Like, honestly, in his WWE run, did he, chat, if I'm not mistaken, did he have a run with the IC title? I don't think he did. Hold on, I have the internet right here in front of me. Yeah, I 
I don't know for sure. It feels like he only had the European Championship. Yeah, he had the he had the European one for sure. Um. Back. Do, 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 do. I mean, he still has one of arguably one of the biggest upsets in uh, Monday Night Raw history when he beat Razor. Oh yeah, with the moonsault. Yeah. Let's see. He did not, from what I can see. He had he was a two-time European champion. Okay. And a two-time light heavyweight champion. And he so multiple he, tag titles, didn't he? Yeah, he had four. He had four tag runs. Um, let's see. Yeah, with Marty Jannetty, Bob Holly, and two with Kane. Oh yeah, he was uh, Rockers 2.0. That's right. No, the Rockers 2.0 was uh, uh, Al Snow. That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leaf Cassidy. Yeah, was his name then. Okay, yeah. All that shit, like, that's when I was kind of, like, exiting wrestling yeah. for a little bit. So, because it, it became, to me, it became a little bit too comic book, bookish. Yeah. With that's kind of why I went to ECW. Yeah, it, it turned to, like, guys like Damian Demente and that. It was a, yeah. Sir Isaac Yankum. Oh, Yeah. It was the it was the time in wrestling where uh, I actually just watched uh, uh, the kayfabe commentaries timeline with Kevin Nash yesterday okay. for ninety five, and he's like, "This was the this was the era where everybody had jobs. You know, you were a plumber, you were a trashman, you were, you know, all the all these like characters instead of just like real people." Yeah, like. Like a friend of the show, Duke Dumpster Drozzy. Yeah, shout out to Duke. And he was at that fucking MLW. That was crazy. Yeah. And Gene Snitsky. Oh, yeah. Snitsky's still jacked. It's fucking crazy. I mean, I can't think I can't think of him without seeing a baby just f- flying through the... a baby doll? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> I mean crazy um so on to the next uh this one i i've been trying to stay away from it but with you i think it'll be all right we'll go the immortal one himself hulk hogan you can't deny his his contribution to making the sport as big as what it is but fuck Hulk Hogan. Fair. Fair. Um, see, let's go. Um, we'll go, uh, the person who really should be called Mr. WrestleMania because of the streak undertaker. The greatest character in WCW or WWE history. Okay. Hands down. Who would you put in that slot for WCW? Greatest character? Yeah. Sting. Okay. The the crow variation. Okay. I mean server sting server sting definitely is is up there, but the impact that crow sting had 
on the whole wrestling landscape, especially with like the NWO shit going on at the time. Like that is, that was WCW's undertaker. Okay. All right. We'll uh, move forward. We'll push the needle a little bit further. Um, Chris Candido. Chris Candido was, in my opinion, one of the most underrated wrestlers in ECW history. I think Chris Candido should have held the ECW world title. He had it. He had, I mean, for a smaller dude, but then again, ECW was a lot of smaller dudes in comparison to like the land of the giants in like WWE and stuff. But no, Candido's work was insane. Like his his leg drop, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I don't think he really got. I mean, he got a lot of stuff, but I don't. I don't think he got a fair shake in any promotion. I he should have been world champion at some point. Okay. Um, this one, I think you're going to get the reference why I'm asking it, but, um, Bob Holly. Oh, Bob Holly, Bob Holly. I loved hardcore Holly. I loved hardcore Holly. Um, tough motherfucker from, from all accounts, from what I've heard, um, I wouldn't want to get on his bad side, especially back then. Um, but yeah, he was a great talent. Love me some Bob Holly. Well, I was I was hoping for I, I know what I would have said the whole do ya? <laughs> do ya? <laughs> <laughs> that story with Frankie Kazarian is hilarious. Hey man, I, I really like your entrance music. Do ya? As he's got the fucking <laughs> as he's got the straps. Who oh, the fuck yeah, got hot sauce? <laughs> God damn it, who's wearing hot stuff? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um so uh we'll go. Here's one that'll be interesting. I mean yes, he was in in ring talent. Vince McMahon. He created WrestleMania. But I think he, it's kind of clear with a lot of the booking decisions that he made over the last fuck, five, six years, he completely lost touch with what the fans wanted. That's and fair. it kind of, it, it, to me, mania kind of showed that he still has a bit of a hand in it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you look night one, night two, it's completely different companies, really. Mm-hmm. Just from the way that it went. That's just me. I don't know. It'd be interesting to go and, like, actually, I'm sure you could find it out somewhere of, uh, like, who booked what match at Mania. Yeah. Like, who, who the agent was for each match. Yeah. Um, 
I want to know what they had to do to clear Slayer for Edge's entrance. Yeah. That was crazy. That was probably my favorite entrance out of all the entrances at Manian this year. That's the only bad part about having it in an outdoor stadium on the West Coast is that you didn't get the right lighting for it. Is that it's it's daylight for 75% of the show? Yeah. Yeah. Um so well we'll continue on with we'll just say Edge since you brought him up. Edge is one of Canada's greatest exports. I love that man. Um inside the ring and out. Um, like the Edge and Christian show was hysterical. Um actually I retract my my rhino statement. Oh. And I'm giving it to Edge. Edge is the greatest spear. Okay. Seeing mainly just for seeing him hit that first spear on Dolph when he came back in the uh the Royal Rumble when he made his full return. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, I ugly cried. <laughs> ugly cried when that man came on my screen. I was literally and the thing is I drove up to Indianapolis for a funeral. I got there at like 9:30 at night. I'm laying down in bed. And I have my phone on on Peacock watching the Royal Rumble and I have my headphones in. I'm sitting there and then 21 hits. Dead silence. You think you know me? And I'm like I'm trying not to wake everybody up in the fucking house. I'm like, ah, 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 (laughs) freaking out. Like, because none of my family fucking watches wrestling. So they're not going to get it. (laughs) And like, I'm just laying there just like silently sobbing, watching Edge try not to cry, walking down to the the entrance ramp. He's like, (laughs) he's back. He's back. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. Shout out, shout out to Edge. I hope you get one more title run before you hang it up. That's uh honestly, that's how I was when AJ. When AJ made his debut in Oh the- yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That that was how because I was an I've been an AJ guy since like he was an mm-hmm. ROH TNA. Yeah, I mean he he brought me back into wrestling. What got me like really, like really super into him, like, cause I kind of like, I'm like, all right, yeah, I, wa- I watch, catch some of the stuff on ROH. And TNA was a secondary, like, if TNA was what AEW is to me now. Yeah. I'll watch it if it's on, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. That's fair. Um, but when I saw AJ turn kind of dark, Kind of, kind of did almost like a sting deal where he just kind of said "fuck TNA, I'm done." Yeah, and came back with the evil ways stuff. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite variant of. Yeah. Then of he TNA went to Bullet AJ? Club. Yeah. Yeah, TNA. His end of TNA. Yeah, I I loved that. Grew his hair out mm-hmm. and fucking. Yeah, that I, was my. 
That's my favorite. For I sure. do, but I do love like like 2006, 2007 AJ in TNA when he would do the do the like chain spot where it ends with the drop kick and then he gets up and he just marks out for himself like I'm so fucking awesome. Like it's the <laughs> coolest shit ever. I love it to death. I'm so fucking great. Basically just like I'm the greatest in the world. That's that's why I'm phenomenal. Like it's it's amazing. All right. Well, since you said the the best in the world, CM Punk. Stay away. Just stay away. Like I I have an attachment to CM Punk because like I'm a I'm a hardcore kid too. So it's like you see you see this dude come out fully tattooed in like mad ball t-shirts and shit like that and i'm like holy shit this is awesome like it one of us is fucking on tv but like finding out who he like is just just left a bad taste in my mouth and it's clear that he doesn't like to play well with others yeah they're making a fucking new show to make him happy I mean, Let's that's Tony, see. Tony Khan. I, I don't blame Phil Brooks for the whole situation that happened. I blame Tony Khan. I, I've said that since the first, like, since it really? fucking happened. Um, and I'm gonna die. That's the hill that I'm gonna die on because Tony, it's his company. He owns the mics. Yeah, he does. Phil works for Tony. Yeah. He has the ability to like just cut it. Be like, "All right, we're done." Yeah. You're not going to talk to your about your EVPs like that. He he could have. He very well could have. But he chose not to. He chose he woke up and he chose violence that day. Yeah. I also he think did. he was playing in snow. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah, the only thing higher than he was that night was fucking giraffe pussy. That's about it. The only, the only thing, the only thing higher than Tony Khan was Punk's ego. That was the, that was the only thing higher than fucking Tony Khan that night. You could tell because the motherfucker didn't blink in four hours. It was crazy. Just the entire time, just wired out, hair looking like fucking Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Like what the fuck, man? Like Future ooh. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. See, I have a I I enjoy punk from his time in ROH to how he left in WWE. That's the punk yeah. that I remember. Like that I want to remember. Yeah. Like I I was completely out of wrestling, so I missed both summers of punk. Well, technically, I missed all three because he ended up getting hurt and couldn't do the deal at AEW. But, like, I missed the ROH one. I've gone back and obviously and watched both. And, yeah, that's that's prime era CM Punk. Well, like, his, his all-collar matches were nuts. Oh, uh, the one with Raven is crazy. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, How much time? 
I was, I mean, I, I, I botched my spot on this, um, originally and I have them sitting in my, uh, in my, uh, in my refrigerator. I was going to have a jar of pickles <laughs> and ask for, for this next one. So without, with that being said, MJF. MJF will go down as one of the greatest heels in professional wrestling history. That's fair. Just, I mean, he's he's only twenty six. Like he's he's got so much time. He's already amazing. He's got so much time to make it even better. And honestly, I see him going to WWE. I don't part know. Me, if part of me know wants him there. But I don't know if it's at 2024, but I see him going to WWE at some point in his career. Part of me wants him there, but part of me wants him to, to stay where he can be himself. Yeah, that's the thing. Because if he goes to WWE, they're going to neuter the shit out of it. Yeah. Just because of, you know, sponsors. Yeah. And whatnot, so... Um, cause I'm sure Fox and USA is not going to appreciate him yelling at the end of his promos. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Stealing, stealing Jim Cornette. Yeah. Um, this one's, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to use, I'm going to, I'm going to use this one because Cody's in here and he's a huge Jim Cornette fan. Jim Cornette, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, Jim Cornette will go down as one of the greatest managers ever. Like, you can't deny that. His work with the Midnight Express in the 80s and early 90s was second to none. Um, did a lot of a lot of cool stuff in Ring of Honor. Uh I love hearing him talk about how badly he wants to destroy Vince Russo. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like some of the, I don't agree with a good chunk of stuff that he talks about. Um, says a lot of, a uh, lot of out of pocket shit, but hearing some of the like old stories about going down the roads in like Louisiana and shit. And like, it's hearing all those are like absolutely insane. But as much as as much as I'm not a fan of current Jim Cornette, you can't deny what he's done for the business. I mean, first thing that comes into my I I, I seriously just want to go get a Dairy Queen Blizzard after I hear that I man's name. Motherfucker. <laughs> Extra cheese. Extra cheese. Yeah, very good. We wouldn't order the damn shit had we not wanted you to fucking fix it. I know, right? What the hell? <laughs> Thirty dollars for fucking food, and you thought it was a fucking rip. My God, so good. you ugly bitch! <laughs> you ugly bitch! <laughs> the whole time, Chris Jericho's filming it, just <laughs> <laughs> like giggling and shit. Well, he's. He's doing that, and he, I think he yells, he yells, this ain't no fucking comedy, bus. <laughs> ain't no fucking comedy show. 
too fucking good. I mean, see, him and Bruce Pritchard, and to me, those two guys could probably take the talent we have right now. Yeah. And write programming for it. That would be amazing. Yeah. I agree. And then you throw Paul Heyman in, in, into it as well. I mean, yeah. So, um, go a couple more because I think you yeah. got what a couple more minutes. Uh, or I should probably end it now because technically I'm on my lunch break. Okay. Well, <laughs> we could do we could do a couple more really quick though. Um, we'll go this one. Uh, we'll go Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller has potential to be a world champion. He was compared last night to uh, Randy Orton, actually. Yeah. I want to see, even though it's heel versus heel, I want to see him do a feud with Austin Theory so they can, yeah. they can so they can hop in the ring and do the Spider-Man meme. Wait, wait, wait. Because they're so similar in like in character to me. Yeah. Uh all right. We'll we'll go with this last one. No, two more. Yeah. One, Randy Orton, because I got the shirt on today. Um I love Randy Orton. Uh, if he does hang it up because his injuries are so bad, I won't be mad at it. I mean, he he's a fourteen time world champion. Like the the man is the man's amazing at what he does. I just I hope that whatever he's going through, that he can push through it and be back to a hundred percent. And we Here's will great. we will end this episode. With Roman Reigns. He can't get over with himself. He has to have somebody with him to get him over. It took Seth and Moxley to get him over in the shield. And this heel gimmick, it took Paul Heyman. Other than that, he's doing the best work of his career right now. All right. Well. Everyone that stopped in, D, Cody, uh, a couple other people I saw popped in here. Thank you for stopping by. And thank you, Husky, for taking the time to hang out with me. And uh, we will be booking you for show number two. Yes. Uh, It'll be later, probably in July-ish, July, August-ish. Okay. And uh, next week, I believe, I think Wheels, Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he's coming on next week, and I don't think he knows it yet. So I have to do some flip flop stuff. Mm. So, <laughs> um, if you're out there, Mike, you're you're next. Uh, so again, thanks everyone. Thank you, and uh, have a great rest of your day, guys.